Hello, this is Kevin Mosley, Associate Head of School here at Legacy Christian Academy, and I'm joined today by Ron Littleton and Will Weaver, two Bible teachers here in our upper school. I asked them to join me today just to kind of talk a little bit about the principles I've been discussing and writing about in my in my blog. And uh, guys, we've been talking about biblical principles for education uh, for parents. And um, so what is biblical education? What does it look like? Well, to do that, I think we should go to the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's kind of where it starts. And, and I mentioned in my blog uh, last week several verses, you know, like uh, Psalms 127.3, that children are a heritage from the Lord. You know, Deuteronomy 6, which talks about we need to diligently teach them of the laws of the Lord when they lie down, when they get up, all these different times. Um, also that we should speak to them when you're sitting in your house, when you're walking, um, also that we should show up from generation to generation. We should establish a testimony. Um, that's in, in Psalms. Malachi 2, 15. Um, he had the residue of the Spirit, and therefore one that he might seek a godly seed. Um, and then, of course, Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath. Bring them up in nurture and admonition of the Lord. Um, these are print, biblical principles that I mentioned last week. Um, and that the point of last week, the principle was education of children and youth is the primary responsibility of parents. You know, we know we have the opportunity to teach them. We've been doing this a long time, teaching children. But even today in our worldview and how we teach from a biblical framework, we know we are partnering with parents. Talk a little bit about how important parents are in this educational process. Well, the parents are the most important thing because the ultimate responsibility is the parents' responsibility to that their kids are educated correctly. But it's not just an education about reading, writing, and arithmetic, but it's about where they're going to end up eternally. Mm -hmm. And uh, I partner with them to share that responsibility, and therefore I take that responsibility um, seriously, not just because I'm going to teach them, uh, as you were reading, um, that we're teaching Bible, that we're teaching anything, but we're everything we teach. And you talked about a consistency that was there and uh, uh, write it on their hearts constantly. And th that means we've got to do it over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's a day-by-day -day process yeah. for us. It also talks, Will, um, and you teach a lot, you know, the Old Testament covenant in, in, yeah. in your uh, classes that you teach to freshmen, but it talks about writing it on the doorpost. What's the significance yeah. of that for Hebrews you know, in light of, of what, how they grew, you know, their traditions right. and what that meant regarding Passover and those kind of things. Why it's important to put these things up on the doorposts, in our house, truth of God, you know, everywhere they go, on their phones, wherever it may be, in their mess messages we give them, whatever. Why is that concept important? Well, the, the fundamental truth there is it, it always has to be a priority before it has to be on our minds, right? It's, it's an intentional process. It's not going to happen by accident. Uh, I, I'm not going to just stumble around and, and mess around and at the end of the day end up with, with godly sons uh, as adults. It, it's in, in the world that we live in, that's not going to happen. So if my wife and I aren't being intentional in how we raise our kids, if parents aren't being intentional in how we educate our kids and who we partner with to edu educate our kids, right, that's, so that's why we see those calls in, in Scripture over and over again to keep this always before our eyes, always on our hearts. Um, always on our minds. It's not going to happen otherwise. There's there's mm -hmm. too many other cares and worries and distractions to uh, to choke choke that out. Um, and I think fundamentally it goes back to for me, um, and we see this in the commandments, and we see this also in 
just how God has set up the family, right? So um, my, I would argue it, my vocation primarily is to love my wife and that we are to have children and as we love and train those children, they are to be pointed outside of our family to love and serve others. But that's not going to happen unless we have a plan to do that. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to magically appear. And, and, and that intentionality we are held responsible for before the Lord right. as parents. I mean, it's right. very clear in Scripture that this is what we're supposed to do. And there's a way that we need to do it, not in exasperation, but we live an example out before them. Um, you know, I'd like to move into, that's kind of more the first point I, I covered last week. And this week in my blog, we're really talking about how this process that you're talking about, this intentional process, it is a 24-7, seven-day-a-week. You just don't get to take a day. We might take a day off to rest here and now and then from our worldly work, but in terms, even while resting, we're being observed, we're teaching the things we say, the things we do not say, mm-hmm. um, the love that we show, Those it's a 24-hour, seven-day process, and it, from birth to maturity, train them to, to, when they are old, they will not depart from it. Ronnie, we have talked before about, that has a different meaning today than it did 20 years ago, 40 years ago. Let's talk about kind of what that means, the maturity yeah. of kids today compared to what it was before. Yeah, but I don't think it needs to be that it's a, I don't think it's a separate standard. I think right. we've moved the standard Absolutely. to where we have kids that, you know, we give them this uh, almost a license not to grow up until maybe even after college. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, right. not, that's not the biblical aspect. I mean, Jesus, when he's 12 years old, he goes in the temple and he's teaching. And he tells his mom, don't you know, I must be about my father's business. Right. At you 12. Know, at 12 years old. Right. And the thing is, is that, that in that economy, that's exactly when he was considered to be a man. Mm. And they celebrated that, that becoming a man. And it's, uh, it's something that's very definite. And I think that, uh, you know, a good example of this personally, uh, Will and I were fortunate enough to be uh, at a uh, dinner just Two weeks ago, yeah, and uh, of of a young man that they were really commissioning him to go off to college, and one of the things that you know we were talking about, we were celebrating him not because he's a boy going off to become a man, but he's a man already now, right now, there, right at now. that point, yes, and, uh-huh. and uh, he's going off, and uh, uh, and we celebrated him being a man, not that he's going to be a man, right. and and. He demonstrated that not uh, when he was 18 years old, but he was demonstrating that uh, when he was, you know, the first time we saw him, or I did, in ninth grade. Yeah. Right. And uh, that's that's the, the pro- and, and what's weird is that's becoming an anomaly, mm-hmm. and that should be the norm. Right. right, but it was the encouraging thing about that to see, I mean, there was definitely a correlation, right, as we're sitting around the table celebrating this young this young man one of the you know, fine graduate from here that we're really proud of and sitting around with all these other men who have poured into his life and where they were right. dad and where they were there with his grandfather and with with guys from church and with teachers and with coaches and all these people who uh, right. who have been really intentional about pouring into his life um, but at the end of the day all we could all we could affirm, was what God had done in his life and brought about this maturity yeah. that should be a normal thing. Yeah. And that's one of the beauties of a place like Legacy is yeah. you end up getting not only your family that have poured into them, mm-hmm. but you're partnering with people here at Legacy that you know love Christ 
who are here to pour into these these young people but really talking about maturity and what it means and it's been extended out now to be 24 28 yeah. and in the biblical term even 40 years ago and i would say even when we came up as teenagers mm-hmm. we i mean what i was at 17 compared to what kids are today at 17 yeah. what why is that ronnie and how are is that a biblical model number one and number two what how do we correct that as parents what what, what does the mindset need to change to well i think what wasn't it a couple of years ago we even changed like uh um, 26 was the age you could still be under your parents insurance, uh, insurance. Yes, yes i mean you see how we and, and look satan perverts things slowly mm-hmm. he got, goes it, it just slowly 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 getting to that point now to where we've gone from you know the 20th century which gave us the teenage years where we started mm-hmm. celebrating teenagers and we kind of said ah well you know they're just teenagers well in god's economy they were men and, and adults and that's where we need to we need to get back to it we need to get back to where we realize that our parents realize that their their kids are adults at a certain age and uh do they need training yes they still need training it wasn't like this young man that the parents kicked him out of the house when he turned but he began to have a responsibility as a man absolutely and, and it became more of a seeker of wisdom at that point and exactly. looking back and honoring your elders and going back yeah. you be it, the relationships change here you hear parents talking about that but it doesn't happen until after college or they're married at 28 or 30 or whatever it may be yeah. that they seem to become a man but really and truly if we expect that earlier that that could happen yeah. uh, you know in terms in terms of that yes yeah, so adolescence is a relatively new thing Right. Will is that is that right? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this from the uh, from the the I guess the flip side sort of of you guys, right? So you guys have have. You mean I'm old? I. <laughs> you said it, not me. I might I might have implied it, and you might have inferred it, but yeah. Uh, I, you guys have you have your children are are adults, mm-hmm. and um, I'm on on the other side of that with with younger children, and just looking at what does it look like in 2021 to be raising a a godly man when when my boys are seven and three and um and that's increasingly difficult i think sometimes because it there's there's not there's just not many models of it out there um but i I praise god that we have we have a i mean that's one of the reasons why we're here at legacy right i i we want to as a family as having the primary responsibility for training and loving those two boys um, it's important that we partner with people who uh, share the same worldview as us and have similar expectations of them that we do mm-hmm. um, because they're going to be with those teachers, those godly, wonderful teachers, mm-hmm. 35 hours a week. Right. And, you know, and when they're at home, we don't get to take time off as parents. We have right. to always be conscious of, of that we are training even in our sitting around and in our rest we still yes. train in how we rest and how we honor God in those things. And this the intentionality of it, the biblical responsibility, that we're intentional in it, doing it. And then thirdly, that we are even more so um, recognizing that it never stops up until they are, are mature. So we have more to come. We thank you for joining us in this series. And I, I would just like for us to pray. Will, would you mind just praying for our families uh, regarding these two principles as we, as we leave this blog, podcast? And I hope that you'll, in two weeks, when I have another blog, uh, we go through these nine principles. Uh, I'd love to have you guys come back and let's kind of have a 10 or 15 minute podcast for you guys. So, Will, would you pray for our families at LCA? Absolutely. God, we are grateful for the opportunity to be at a place like Legacy Christian 
Um, we are thankful for the responsibility that you have given us to, to raise um, godly men and women, uh, the, these wonderful children that you've given us. And God, thank you that we have a place to partner together to do that. Um, God, we know that this is the, the highest calling that you've placed on our lives is the, uh, the nurture and admonition of these kids. And so we pray for, uh, we pray for spiritual maturity amongst our, our parents. Um, we pray for um, godly expectations and uh, just a realistic understanding of what it is you've called us to do, uh, knowing that uh, through your, your Holy Spirit you'll empower us to, uh, to do that. Um, and not in our own strength. God, we are grateful for those opportunities and and a place like this to carry out that mission. We love you. We praise you. It's in your sons and we pray. Amen. 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 Well, well, until next week, God bless you and go Eagles.